This is the business of pleasure. I live life to enjoy it, and I don't really care what anybody has to say. I come from a family of strong women, and you know, I mean, I just, that's what I know. Because we're scared to talk about it. That is so crazy to me, because at the end of the day, everybody's doing it. People need to stop being so hush-hush about everything right. and so shy about everything. Welcome to our podcast, a weekly discussion with people who are in the business of pleasure. Brought to you by Bedroom Candy, a sexual health and wellness company. Once a week, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the sexual health industry, entrepreneurship, relationships, and empowerment. Join me, Nadine Thompson, president of Bedroom Candy Boutique Parties, on this journey of self-discovery as we wash away age-old stigmas about sexuality, self-love, and to learn about the lives of the people that make their living in the business of pleasure. Welcome to season two of The Business of Pleasure, brought to you by Bedroom Candy Boutique Parties. Today we have the pleasure of um, talking with a wonderful woman out on the West Coast, Miss Frida Hobbs. Frida brings 10 years of life coaching experience and close to five years of expertise in the adult toy industry to her workshops and parties. She is the personal consultant and sexpert to over 500 clients, as well as a coach and trainer to several dozen like-minded consultants nationwide. Frida's goal is to help clients feel empowered around identifying and communicating issues related to sexuality in their lives. She lives in Los Angeles, California with her husband of 15 years and moonlights as a writer, director, and producer. Frida, welcome to the Business of Pleasure. Thank you so much, Nadine. I'm really excited to be here. Great. So I have had a chance to know you, and one of the things that I am most, um, one of the things that I'm really excited about is hearing about your career as a writer and director. I think that is so interesting. Tell us a little bit about that. So my husband is an actor, and that's why we live in Los Angeles. And for years, I called myself industry adjacent because most of our friends are couples of two actors or somebody's a writer or producer, and I had no interest in the industry. I just called myself supportive. But I was an English major, and I love to tell stories. As a trainer, I train through stories. And I just kind of got dragged in, and I had a lot of, um, as a coach, I had a lot of professional clients who were feeling stuck in their acting careers and would say, I can't, um, I I don't see the roles that I want to play on TV, and I go, just shoot it. And they would say, how? And so I eventually just said, oh, forget it, I'll just do it. And I wrote a web series just for fun. A friend read it, and she said, this is good, I think we should produce it. Mm -hmm. And we did a crowdfunding campaign and raised $12,000 and shot a (laughs) seven-episode web series. I, it wasn't until it was over that it occurred to me that most people just start with a short, like a two or three minute sketch. I wrote 56 pages and shot it over seven days and two weekends. Um, but it was great and it was fun and it gave me, um, it, it, yeah, it just was more fun than I thought it could be. And 
so now I still sometimes will produce for friends and you know I still don't think I, I just have a toe in the industry I'm not all the way in the industry but it's been great to help me communicate with my bedroom candy team because now I have people I can call up if I want to shoot a video or do a quick skit or something like that so yeah it's been it's great I tell a good story. Uh, <laughs> well, the whole idea of storytelling um, has become more and more intriguing to me. I'm a big fan of TED Talks, and I love <laughs> listening to those stories. And I actually bought the book, and I, I you know, I have, um, you know, just been reading a lot about storytelling, particularly since I started doing the BK podcast, doing this podcast. And, you know, I think there's so much to storytelling. And even with podcasts, I mean, a main part of what we're doing is telling someone's story. And I always think it's so fascinating. And there's so many ways that you can approach a story. But what I love is really helping people or empowering them to tell their stories. And it seems that that's what you're able to do. What I love about writers is the fact that they can often, when I've worked with good writers, I can have a story to tell and they can put it on paper and it looks so amazing, you know, that they can just take it and tell the grander story with it. So it's always intriguing. And I was, when I was reading your bio, I said, oh, she writes and directs as well. How, how, you know, intriguing is that? So um, you have been a part of the Bedroom Candy community now for a while, and you are one of the top consultants and leaders in the company. So congratulations on all of your accomplishments at Bedroom Candy. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, how has your life changed since you became involved with Bedroom Candy as a consultant? You know, I it's changed in a lot of ways. I just have a level of freedom that is unexpected. Um, financial freedom, but just also just freedom to move through my life in a way that I didn't before. Mm -hmm. um, I still have corporate clients that I work for, and I don't think I'll give them up because I really like that side of, I really like to use that side of my brain. But Bedroom Candy just allows me to kind of do what I want, where I want. Um, and it also just, I, I'm a trainer at heart and just having the ability to reach out to business people across the country and help them think of a different way to make money right. or a different way to, you know, pay off their student loans or a different way to work their business that they hadn't thought of. Just being able to collaborate with, with people that I now have come to love is just way more fun. It wasn't what I expected from the business. I thought I'd just make a couple extra dollars. I didn't think it was going to turn it. I really did not think it was going to turn into this, you know, three and a half, close to four years later. So right. oh, if I had to pick one word, I'd say just freedom. Freedom. Great. Was it difficult for you, Frida, to embrace the idea of selling sex toys? It really wasn't. Um, because, you know, like I said, I'm a trainer at heart and I had done some workshops for clients around sexuality, kind of not, not nearly to the degree that I go uh -huh. to parties, but you know, in the year or so before I started selling bedroom candy and I had been to my first sex toy party and it was fun. It was great. It was nice. Um, purchased a couple things, but when I saw the bedroom candy line, the first thing I thought was this stuff is really good quality. Like it's really good quality. And 
I just kind of approached it as another opportunity to offer some training, but in a fun environment, um, which I know kind of might sound very clinical because my parties are a lot more fun than I'm making them <laughs> sound like. But <laughs> but no, it just I just it just I just looked at it as another like another side hustle and another way to to stand in front of people and share mm-hmm. stories and share knowledge. And um, so, no, it wasn't difficult at all. I didn't even think twice about it. I thought my my husband might have some concerns about it, but he really didn't. So what that- at his buy-in. Okay, that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask you, how did the men um, or just your loved ones in your life respond to the fact that you are now selling sex toys? You know, my family and friends, for the most part, has been um, on board. I mean, my husband, I like to say he's very churchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he sings in the he sings in the choir, and he's you know, spends a lot of, of time at church. And so people have often asked me, well, how does your husband feel about it? You know, at the end of the day, my husband wants me to be happy, and he likes money. So there was really <laughs> no—and um, he knows who I am kind of as a trainer. So he, when I talked about it as an opportunity to share knowledge with people— he, you know, he was on board, so I'd never have gotten any opposition from from him. And as a matter of fact, once he saw how much I loved it, and that I was making money, he's been nothing but supportive. Um, the the probably the weirdest conversation was me telling my eighty year old dad that I uh huh. <laughs> And I was visiting him, and I was going to a, a, a party, and he couldn't understand why I was going out with my friends and why I had this kind of suitcase of stuff. And I said, you know what, Frida, you are over 40 years old. You can tell your dad what you do for a living. Oh, my and goodness. He can't, hear, he can't hear very well. So I didn't, I couldn't, you know, give him the nice version, and I just kind of yelled, Daddy, I sell sex toys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he said, he said, well, I don't hear too good, but I heard that. <laughs> of course he would. Of course he would. <laughs> but the best part is I get my hustle mentality from my dad. So the next morning, because he was asleep when I came back, so the next morning he said, how was your party? And I said, it was great. And he said, did you make money? I said, yeah. He, so he said, well, how much? And I told him what the party, the party's tales were. And he said, well, how much of that do you keep? And I said, 50% of that is mine. He said, hmm. Maybe I should look into this thing. <laughs> so he's been supportive. He doesn't ask a whole lot of questions, but now he knows kind of when I go to Richmond to visit him, he knows I'm probably going to, you know, hold a party while I'm there. And he's he's all for it. He thinks it's funny and fun. That's awesome. Well, you're doing better than me because I haven't told my 90-year-old mother yet what I do. I think she would just, oh, wow. that would be it for her. Um, yeah. You know, she still thinks I'm running a party plan company, which is the truth. So, uh, the truth. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's very intriguing and it speaks to, you know, our own hang ups about it, society, you know, the stigma around sex toys. I've often talked with people about, you know, before I really became involved with bedroom candy you know, I hadn't been exposed to a lot of sex toys. I remember once at a convention, um, I was speaking with a woman at a booth. It was a women's empowerment booth. They actually did, they helped you with your resumes and 
um, consulting work, sort of if you were trying to move up in your career, how to sort of get yourself ready to go to the next level. And so if you booked an appointment with them, they gave you this little lipstick massager. And I remember when she gave it to me, you know, I wasn't even thinking massager or vibrator or sex toy. I was thinking, you know, it's a convention. So maybe it's a flashlight or maybe, you know, I had no idea what this thing was. Or was it a pen? Where do you push the button and the tip comes out? (laughs) And it turns out it was a lipstick vibrator. And so I remember cracking up and saying to her, like, what is this? And then she whispered to me what it was. And she just, just put a battery in it. You keep it in your purse. And anytime you need a little pleasure, a little decrease of stress, you've got it. And I cracked up. But, you know, it, you know, that was a fun way to get a cute sex toy. But I think other than that, my my experiences had been, you know, you see these sort of weird looking, you know, stores that are like off the highway that, you know, a few cars are outside and you think that that's where people go to get sex toys. And, you know, it has this stigma about it. But I think what we do at Bedroom Candy is just so classy and boutique and really nice. The toys are beautifully designed. Um, you know, they feel good. They look good. They're just really works of art. And, you know, there is a good feeling around women and sex or couples and sex. And we're trying to include men and all different communities now. But I think there's a really good feeling at Bedroom Candy around the notion of sex toys and sex that I think is really healthy. Yeah, I agree. I think our line, that's what drew me to the line. I mean, I think our line is beautiful. Um, and, you know, it really is a, a group of products that I can stand behind personally. Yeah, yeah. And I just, yeah, I love our line. I could talk about our line all day <laughs> and often do. <laughs> yes, that's how you make your money. Now, you know, Frida, you're such a people person. And I'm wondering if, um, if you feel that um, if being around or being in the business has opened your mind and your heart to new ways of thinking and acting and relating to people. It absolutely has. I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, empathy is everything. Mm-hmm. And I think I did not. It, it's given me new ways to think well, about sex and sexuality and the human body. Um, you know, people tell me things in the order room that I, I have come to realize they don't even feel comfortable sharing with their spouse. Right. And I just, I feel it's an honor to be given that space in somebody's life. Um, you know, we, there's just so much hangups about sex, I think, in our country. And I just am often surprised about how willing we are to go out and buy a serum say, for our skin right. to help keep it supple. But it doesn't occur to us that, you know, our vagina might not lubricate in the same way that it did 10 years ago and that that's okay and that it's natural and that it's a problem that you can fix with $15. To me, that seems like a very simple conversation to have. Right. But I have definitely come to realize that that, that is not a simple conversation to every, for everybody to have. And if I can help bridge that gap, um, that has been kind of the biggest aha for me around this business and about how I relate to people. And realizing that everybody is not as comfortable in their skin as I am and honoring that space, holding that space for people. Right, right. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I, You know, as you were talking, my mind sort of drifted off to, 
you know, the fact that we're coming up to Breast Cancer Awareness Month and one of the things I know, for example, and I've heard a lot is that women who are going through chemo, sometimes they struggle with much more dryness, um, vaginal dryness. Um, and, you know, sometimes just even having somebody to talk to about it or somebody to say, hey, we've got some all natural, you know, water based lubes that you can use that can really because, you know, couples are often, you know, if, if they're in a relationship and. Um, you're going through chemo, there's a lot of emotional stuff going on. And if sex becomes painful or uncomfortable, that's one more thing to isolate that person. And I think, you know, having a bedroom candy rep that you can call up and say, hey, this is what's going on for me. What do you recommend? Could be such a wonderful and in, in you know, in many ways, a very empowering thing to be able to do. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been incredible for me. And, you know, not just our toys and our lubes. I mean, I think the, the line, our line of bath and body products that yeah. just blow me away. You know, it's it's a conversation I have very frequently here in Los Angeles because people want to know what they're putting on their body, what mm -hmm. they're putting in their body. And, you know, to be able to tell them that our products are all natural and the fact that we're still a boutique line. And I tell people all the time, if I want to know what's in something and I'm unsure, I can call Nadine. I can call Dean at Slickwin and find out what's in it. Um, you know, I can read the back of our label. That's just that's really, really important to me because, unfortunately, over a certain age, you know, I have a, I have a lot of friends in my life who've been affected by, um, you know, by breast cancer. I lost my mother to ovarian cancer, oh, so I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm very concerned about what goes on and in my body. And and I love that our line that, you know, that you guys at home office are, are as concerned about that as well. Oh, wow. Well, and I'm sorry that you've lost your mother. That's very sad. And I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Thank you. Um, so tell me about part of what we do at Bedroom Candy is we're supposed to have really fun parties. It's not all intense. Um, tell me about your favorite bedroom candy party that you've ever that you've hosted thus far. <laughs> I was thinking about this when I, uh, I got your email earlier, and I had a, I've had some really fun parties, so I had a hard time narrowing it down. But if I had to pick one, it was probably my first party that was over a thousand dollars in sales. That part was just was fun. But then also it was a hostess who I didn't know well, and she just um, had a lot of things that she wanted. She wanted a lot of games, and it was her birthday, and it just there were a lot of moving pieces. And I was able to kind of bridge the gap with her and go, hey, look, I want to make sure that you have a good party. But at the end of the day, this is also my business, and um, I want to make money. And if you got a stripper coming... I might not make money, and, <laughs> and you might not earn all of the, the wonderful discounted products that you want. So let's work together to make sure that this works for the both of us. And that conversation just opened up. Just we just we had a really good time. And long story short, we I, we didn't start on time because there was a, an accident in Los Angeles. So a lot of the guests were very late, and so we started about forty five minutes to an hour late. And we were having a great time. And she whispered in my ear during a break. She said do you want me to see if I can push the stripper back? <laughs> and I said, yeah, that would be a good, that's a good idea. So she called the stripper and asked him to come 30 minutes later. And I kid you not, I the stripper came in and cha changed his clothes. And he came out of the bathroom, turned off the light and turned on the music as I was swiping the very last credit card. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> I swiped the last credit card and he turned off the lights. So I wasn't planning on staying for the stripper. I had dinner plans with my husband. So I'm texting him and going, like, I don't, I can't get out. I'm trapped because now there's ladies sitting in front of the door. I can't get out. And he said, well, are they spending money? I said, yeah. He said, cool, I'll wait. This is uh. the text I got back. So now the stripper's glad I stayed because now nobody has any cash because I have all their cash. So I sat in the corner making change. Oh my goodness! He's at the park, <laughs> so they could tip the stripper, and everybody left happy, and we had a ball, and we're all still friends. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's a great story. So it worked out. You compromised, and it worked out. It absolutely worked out. We had a ball, and they still had change but, but, to tip but the I stripper. Had a conversation with her. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it's really interesting because I think. That really has to do a lot with your own confidence and professional development. And for many of us to um, be able to have that conversation sometimes is a little scary. But sometimes, you know, when you learn that if you just open up your mouth and you speak your truth, it'll be interesting how, you know, sometimes people can be just very responsive. And, um, you know, that's that's awesome. (laughs) So on that note, it was great. yeah, on that note, um, you know, I know that you guys hear a lot of interesting things at parties. Is there something interesting that a guest has shared at a party that that you think is particularly interesting or funny that you might want to share? Um, I don't know if it's funny, but it, it was interesting to me the first time a woman purchased a vibrator for her daughter, for her teenage daughter. Okay. And I just thought, like, oh, people are doing that? Like, I thought it was a great idea, but I just, it was not something I talk about at my parties. And she said, you know, I just want my daughter to, one, know she can talk to me about sex. And she said, and also, I don't want her to feel like a, a man is the source of her pleasure. Like, I don't need to talk about when she's using it or when she starts using it and all of that. She's like, but I just want her to, I want her to own her sexuality. And I was kind of blown away by that. And I tell that story a lot um, at parties. But I thought like, oh, mama's out here doing that now? That's not what my mama was doing. But okay. I know. (laughs) Yeah. That's progressive. And this since happened to me a a few more times. But the first time that happened, I was, I was, it's hard to shock me, but I was, I was a little shocked. I would have been shocked too. I would have been shocked yeah. too, but I think it's great. I think that's great parenting. I think that's, that's great. That's, that's what I call a cool mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Frida, do you, do you do your business full time, part time? Is it a hobby? How do you define your business? You know, it's definitely more than a hobby. Technically, I'd say I do it part-time because, you know, I I still do have corporate clients. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever give them up because I love kind of that other – I love that corporate work that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, But because I work for myself and I work from home, some weeks it's absolutely full-time. Sometimes BK is all I do, and then there's other weeks when I, you know, I'm doing client work. So technically part-time, I could see myself doing it full-time, but I I like having a little toe in corporate America without having to put on a bra and leave my house. (laughs) Yeah, I know that feeling. Do you imagine yourself ever doing um, direct sales, doing bedroom candy full-time? Do you imagine that time would come? You know, I didn't imagine that this time would come when I'd be spending so much time in direct sales. I never thought I would do direct. I did direct sales years ago. I didn't think it was for me. Never 
ever saw a time when I thought I would be spending, you know, half to three quarters of my professional time doing direct sales. Um, so, I, yes, I could see myself doing it full time because I didn't see this. And so right. <laughs> it so, goes that way. Um, but, yeah, having a team that's grown so quickly, um, I really love serving them. And, and um, so, yeah, I could see that. Oh, great. That would be wonderful because you're a terrific leader. And I think that, um, you know, having good leaders who are working the business full time and being able to reap a full time income from it is one great and satisfying, but really just great modeling for the rest of the community. I've been in the industry for a while and I know people who do it full time and make a good living. And what they love about it is that they're able to do a lot of their work in their pajamas coaching yep. and mentoring people over the phone. It, it can be a very satisfying thing to do. So, Frida, do you have a team of consultants? And how many consultants are on your team if you have one? I, I do have, I have a great, amazing, wonderful, shiny, happy, fun team of consultants. If, all, if we talk about all three levels of the downline, there's uh, a little over 200 of us. Wow. <laughs> so it's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty big team. Um, and we're all over the country, and I love them like a fat kid loves cake. They are the best. <laughs> fat kid loves cake. I've never heard that one. <laughs> Team, team Innovate is the best. Team They're Innovate. Three, three team of consultants. Oh, do you see yourself as an innovative leader? I do. I'm very solution-oriented. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that I'm not a complainer. I definitely feel like there is room in life to vent and, you know, to complain. But as, at the end of the day, I can only spend a, a small amount of time there, and then I start looking for solutions. Well, what are we going to do about that? And so that's kind of why we're Team Innovate, because I think, you know, people get caught up in the, I like rules, people, but people get caught up in what the rules won't let them do. Mm -hmm. I get caught up in, well, what, what is the space that we have in these rules to do whatever we want, to create whatever we want? And I think direct sales is so great because you can make up the business the way that you want to. And so that's my absolute favorite thing is talking to a consultant and go, you know, you don't have to sell that product just because it's my number one product. You know, you could do this. Right. And people seeing people have an aha moment. Um, yeah, that's just, so yes, I do think I'm an innovative leader. I like, you, you know me, I, I yeah. love technology. Yeah. Um, but there are other leaders who top leaders on the team who, I mean, on the, in the business who don't like technology at all. So for me, it's great that I can find new systems to send mass texts to the team or, um, you know, that I have a conference line where we can record our weekly calls. You, you know, I can make this business fit. Um, what works for me, and I can help others on the team make their business work in a way that fits that, at a, the way that works for them. Great. And fits their lifestyle. Great. Frida, you have a tremendous energy just even listening to you and speaking to you. How do you keep yourself motivated? Um, you know, it was funny because I do, I, people say I have a lot of energy. I really am a bit of an introvert. But uh, because I work from home, I don't really see people very often. So when I do go out and have parties or when I'm at convention or when I'm doing a team training, like a lot of times I'm so excited because those are the only people I've seen all week. So like you're the only person I'm <laughs> to today. <Yeah. laughs> so I'm super excited to be on the phone with you. Um, so th that keeps me motivated. But also knowing that I've got something unique to give to every situation. 
mm-hmm. um, that, you know, God put me here and we've all just got our, our unique perspective. Um, and so that when I touch somebody or speak to somebody that I'm going to give them something in their day that they would not have otherwise had, that keeps me motivated to keep going. Um, So that's the like nice, shiny, happy answer. And it is absolutely the truth. Uh But the other thing that keeps me motivated is money. I really like money. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I like, I feel like there's a cost to pay for the freedom that I crave. And so, for example, I I spent last weekend or or the earlier part of this week in San Diego for my best friend's birthday, which was great. And I didn't pick up my phone for four days unless it was to take pictures. But I also have worked for myself long enough to know that, okay, there's a cost to pay for that. So when you get back, you're going to have to hustle double time to, you know, get your team what they need before the end of the month. Um, And that's okay. Um, I like that. I like that that ability to to be able to juggle. And so I feel like me working hard is just the, the price that I pay to be able to sit at home and watch Pioneer Woman cook while I talk to you on the phone and I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> Pioneer woman. That's great. That's awesome. Do you like to cook? I love to cook. That's all we did in San Diego was go to top chef restaurants and I talked to the sous chefs and yeah, I love to cook. I love to eat. Oh. I'm, I'm into like, I have two immersion circulators and three crock pots and an air fryer. And yeah, I love to cook. Wow. What's your favorite thing to cook? Oh, man, that's hard. Um, you know, I do. I, I like a good, just a good steak, honestly. Okay. Uh-huh. And what do you like yeah. with it? Um, mashed potatoes. Oh, I love mashed potatoes. And Brussels sprouts, crispy Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Like if you do them in the oven, roasted with some olive oil and stuff, salt and pepper. Yeah, some olive oil. Um, yeah, a little garlic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you roast them till they get crunchy, little brown. Till they get crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. I used and to do them in the oven. Now I do them in the air fryer. Oh, uh, texture is great. Okay. And then do you do gravy with the mashed potatoes, or do you just do butter? I do. I do. I love a good pan gravy. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I've got to come out there. Yes, I would love to cook for you. I really, I love to feed people. It's so much oh, fun. Oh, I love to be fed. I really do. <laughs> I do. I really do. Um, Frida, do you think that your bedroom candy parties, your business, do you think it's made a difference in people's lives? I mean, I think you've answered that already, but do you have anything specific you want to share, like feeling like it's made a difference for other people? I mean, I do, I, I do feel like it's made a difference um, from the customer perspective because I have had people come back to me, um, you know, if I see them six months later and go, oh, I love this product. I mean, now if I, you know, I have a couple parties that I do now annually and I, I don't even have to sell anymore because they're selling the products for me. And that's usually how the conversation opens up. They say, oh, you, you gave me the verbiage that I needed to have a conversation with my husband that I didn't think I could have. Or this product, I thought it, this problem was going to, I didn't think I was ever going to be able to fix this, but your lube is incredible. Um, so, yes, just that people are feeling more comfortable talking to their spouses, touching their bodies, having conversations with their daughters, that just, to me, yeah, it makes me feel great. Good. So, yeah, that's that's had a huge impact on me personally because I feel like I'm being useful on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I can I can hear that and I can I can hear that. Uh, one of the things I think about our business is it really gives women 
um, and men, uh, but we deal with many more women in the business. It gives them a chance to be more open and bold with their own sexual satisfaction. And that you, as the consultant, you're giving them the courage to be more daring with their lives in general, their dreams, their ambitions, their risk-taking. Do you think that's a true statement? Oh, I absolutely feel like it's a true statement. I mean, you know, sometimes we look for the results in a certain way. We look, we think that we're only impactful if we leave with a certain amount of money from a party mm-hmm. or if we leave with a certain a number of new consultants on our team. But going back and following up with clients, I realized that we're having an impact because you know, as I said, people are, are able to have conversations they weren't able to have before. We've given them a new perspective, or we've just allowed them to see a, a level of comfort um, mm-hmm. around their sexuality that they didn't have before. I think that's absolutely true. Wow. Yep, absolutely. So as we're coming down to the end, tell me, what is your top-selling toy? It's got to be hip-hop. Oh, I love hip-hop. <laughs> You're the first to say hip-hop. Great. That's awesome. hip yeah, hip hop's great. Okay, all right. Do you want to say why you think it's great, or you just want to leave it at that? No, I don't mind saying why. Okay. I, mean, I, I talk about at my parties. I talk about you know that the clitoris is the only organ in the human body that's made expressly for pleasure, right. and you know penises are great, but they got a lot. They do a lot. They got, yeah, <laughs> they, have, yeah. they have many jobs. The clitoris, she's just hanging out to serve us when we're ready, and hip hop's here to serve her. And oh. I think, and I think it is. Um, it speaks to what our line is. It's it's small, it's beautiful, it's compact, and it's powerful. So to me, it kind of represents bedroom candy in, you know, I, I love candy kisses. I know that's our most recognizable toy, but for me, hip-hop is, is my bestseller because it it's, it's small and powerful. It just does what it does. <laughs> I love that. I love it. <laughs> Frida, if you could name a sex toy, what would it be? I am not good at naming things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I, I can't say, I don't know. Okay. You, you guys do such a good job at Home Office naming our products. Uh, like every time I, I hear a new product, I'm like, oh, I love that name. So yeah. I don't, yeah. I can't, you I, don't, I, you I don't, can't don't have any. But, and here's another question I like to ask. If you were a sex toy entertainer, what would your stage name be? Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not real into, um, Stage name, so pe- they tend to call me Frisky Frida. <laughs> that's good. I think I, w- yeah, I think that would just be my my stage name. Oh, that's awesome. So then I'm going to end our podcast today with my favorite question that I like to ask everybody, and you know that is in the business of direct sales and party plans. I believe that people sign up to do the business because they have a why that compelling reason for why they do the business. Would you mind sharing with us your why when you started or now that you've been in it for five years, what is your why? What is the thing that keeps you going? I think when I first started, because I was self-employed, my why was, I just think it's always smart to have a little extra, like an extra hustle, like Mm -hmm. to have a, you know, I just... I think I, there was this fear that, like, just having one job, it, it, I, I'm not in control of my financial freedom. And if I have a little side hustle, I can always turn the, the volume up on that if I need to. 
that was the case when I first started. And then in the second year, it became, hmm, let me pay off these credit cards just because they were getting on my nerves. Not, you know, nothing terrible. But that, my why keeps getting, it keeps changing and keeps getting bigger. And if I had to boil it down, I'd say my why is freedom. I just like to be able to create my own days. Um, and if I need a day off and I need to, you know, watch cartoons all day, I, I like to be able to do that and to spend quality time with my friends and family. And, you know, I just mentioned a trip to San Diego. And if my friend wants to go have a $200 dinner at her favorite Top Chef's restaurant, I like to be able to do that occasionally and it not be a thing. And so just having a level of financial freedom and freedom with my time is what keeps me really, and when I stay connected to that, I stay connected to my business. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And Thank you so much. I think that people's why, you know, that is so important because it is the thing that keeps you going. And to be able to have time, freedom, and you talked about all that time, freedom, money, all of those things are important to the quality of our lives. Um, they're not necessary to our lives, but they're, they're really important to the quality. Having the money to do the things we love and want to do certainly is important, and you're able to do it. You've been quite successful at Bedroom Candy, and as I said in the beginning, we're really honored to have you in the community. I'm really honored to know you, and just again want to thank you so much for joining us today on the Business of Pleasure. We hope to have you back again. Maybe we'd love to have some of your team members um, on to talk about what it's like being a part of Team Innovate. I'd love to hear that group experience. But Frida, thank you again so much for being on the Business of Pleasure. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we end today? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I had the best time. And, you know, to anybody who's listening out there, whether you're a BK consultant or somebody who's just listening to this podcast, you know, freedom is, is so close. Um, I don't think we take advantage of all the opportunities that we have. And you really do have everything that you need to get what you want. Um, it's just a matter of finding some um, people in your life to help you fine tune that, but just go out there and get what you want and, and, and share who you are out here on the planet. Wow. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much, Frida. Have a great remainder of your day. And again, thank you for being on the business of pleasure. Thank you. The business of pleasure is brought to you by bedroom candy boutique parties. To shop with us, visit us at www.bedroomcandy.com. To join our team of consultants who own their own home-based businesses, join us online and enter the code BOP2017. That will get you a 10% discount on your starter kit. Join us today. Southern diplomat.